I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good. Today I want to do part three of our discussion on mixed genre stories. We talked in the first part about how to write them better. We talked in the second part about how to get them published and what you need to know about it. And today, in this third and final part, I want to talk about how to market them once they've been published. Unlike yesterday, where we split it into traditional publishing and self-publishing, today I'm going to unify it. Today I want to just talk about marketing in general. Because it's important for you to remember that no matter how you've published it, whether it's a small press, a medium press, a big press, put it out yourself, sell it on your website, sell it through Amazon, sell it through who knows wherever else, no matter what, you're going to have to do the marketing. It's on you. There is no great machine anymore who's going to do all the work for you. They'll do a little, those traditional publishers, they'll do, you know, near the bare minimum. Maybe a tweet or two, maybe a slap out in a, in a, a call out box in a, a newsletter or something like that. But by and large, the bulk of that marketing, the bulk of selling the book, which is what you need to do, especially in a traditional publishing environment where you need to sell enough copies to earn enough money to get your royalties and get out of your advance. You need to do that work. So it's the same amount of work, in fact, that a self-publishing author has to do because if you self-publish a book and nobody knows about it and you don't talk about it, how the hell are they supposed to buy it so that you can be a successfully financially secure published author with a long career ahead of you? That's why this discussion is so critical. And I think that's really the best place to start. How do you approach marketing as this big, giant, conceptual thing when you have a story that doesn't easily fit a single descriptor? Now, there's going to be some people out there, there's going to be some uh, podcasts, some videos, some, some stuff out there that's going to tell you that it's real hard to do, so it's real bad to do, so if you're thinking about it, don't do it. And all that shit is wrong. Because this is not necessarily an impossible task. This is not necessarily the impossible dream you're chasing. If anything, the fact that your story doesn't easily fit those conventions of here's one genre and this is totally it and here's another genre and maybe it's totally that. Because you're covering multiple things, because there's overlap in your Venn diagram, you're actually giving yourself more freedom to market in a lot more ambitious ways. However... Ambition here is critical. A willingness to do not just the normal formulaic dull-ass tweet or not just, hey, everybody, come buy my book. Here's a link. A willingness to try and push and grow and challenge is everything when it comes to marketing because there are two major elements you need to juggle when we talk marketing. One is making sure that people know the product is out there. And two, how you talk about it in a way that distinguishes whatever you've made from other people who are making some amount of other things. People hear that and they freak out. They, they think, oh my God, you know, I've, I've written this story that is both a murder mystery and a spy thriller. So I have to like do better than the murder mystery people and do better than the spy thriller people. And that's just not the case. 
You're, you're not trying to compete when it comes to marketing as though you need to be the sole best-selling book compared to all other books that day. You're not trying to win book-selling Thunderdome. Please understand that. Whether you were writing a single genre thing or a multiple genre thing, you're still not, it doesn't matter. You don't have to try and outsell everybody. You need only talk about your work, market your work in a way that makes somebody who doesn't know about it say yes and check it out. That's your job. That's what you have to do. In terms of anything else everywhere else, Marketing with an ambitious focus and marketing with clarity in terms of I know what I'm talking about and I know how to talk about it in a number of ways that make it all sound appealing or that make it effective or that get across what I want to get across. Those are going to be your strongest assets here. This is not a matter of let's just churn and burn the same 10 things. I know I'm going to beat that drum a while here in this recording, but it's really, really important you know that mixed genre marketing is not a fad and it's not this sort of also ran thing. The fact that you wrote mixed genre by itself is not enough to market on. Because it's just not. It's sort of like saying, well, I have ice cream. I bought vanilla fudge at the store. Okay. Or mint chocolate chip or chocolate chip cookie dough. The, the, the baseline, we already know there's multiple things in my ice cream level of thinking. You need to do more than that. You can't just say, well, it's mixed genre, so it's, it's just better. Because it's not. You can still write a piece of shit and market it poorly and then end up with terrible results and feel discouraged. I don't want that to happen for you. So instead... Let's give you some tools beyond just identifying as mixed and then calling it a day. First tool I want to give you, identify the most engaging elements that you think you're proudest of when it comes to this story. What stands out for you? Now, part of this is a little bit of bias because you're going to, you're going to pick your favorite things, but it's not just a matter of, I really like my character. I really think they're funny. I think this scene where they go to the mall is just hilarious. It's not, it's not that. We're not you know, asking a little kid what their favorite part of the little kid movie was. What we're asking for is, okay, what are your favorite things? One, two, three, four, five things. Try not to do more than five because you'll be here forever. Handful of things. Here's your favorite things. Why? And your answer can't be because I wrote it real good because we're trying to have somebody who doesn't know this stuff like care and engage with it. And if you default to because I wrote it good and it's funny and I like it. Okay, that's not really marketing. That's just you saying you did a good job, which is fine and good and you need to do that. But that's not going to sell the book necessarily beyond a like, you know, your mom or a, a best friend who's looking for you to like celebrate your wins. Instead, I want you to try and talk to somebody who doesn't know you. And I want you to think about how you can take the fact that you like your main character and how can you talk about your main character or talk about that plot or talk about that scene at the mall in a way where how you do it encourages that person who doesn't know what you've gone through, who doesn't know really who you are or what's going on. How can you encourage them to ask for more? Now, that ask for more is going to be somewhat implied. They might not, you know, lean over and go, tell me more. They might indicate through silence, through body language, through reading the room, through just an assumption 
that you're asking for more because we're writing sales copy on Amazon. People don't really talk to their monitors. But you're going to have to assume that they want more, which is tough for those of us who are plagued with, you know, a, a crater or a black hole where self-esteem should be or we are carrying buckets of anxiety up and down the hill all day. The, the important thing here is you like a thing, and that's going to be the basis for how we talk about it. I like my character. I think this protagonist is strong and dynamic, and, and their adventurous spirit is well-suited for a story where they have to solve the murder of a spy. Granted, that's not like my best description of, of our murder-solving spy catcher, but it's at least a start. And anything that has a start can be developed on. So identify those things you are proudest of in your writing and use them as the first building blocks for your marketing. And bonus points, if you can do it in a way that addresses the fact that you're crossing genres without using the word genre or using the words of the genres, that you know, it's, it's sort of like identifying... Uh, my globe-trotting adventure, you know, my globe-trotting hero uses tools of an alien technology in order to discover a conspiracy of uh, the highest political order. In that case, my sci-fi action thriller, I didn't use the word science fiction. I didn't necessarily use action or thriller. I suggested them, but I left that suggestion sort of broad enough so that somebody, you know, who is curious kind of gets the impression, kind of, sort of, if they do a little bit of thinking, and I'm wanting them to do a little bit of thinking, doing a little thinking and getting the idea where I'm aiming. I don't have to come out and go, okay, so it's a science fiction story, and um, there's also a, it's also a, like a political conspiracy thriller. If you run straight to your genre words, what you're doing is not so much talking about what makes your book stand out, but you are now playing into the idea that, hey, reader of my marketing, hey, potential consumer, I am counting on your expectations of this genre to be positive. So that when I say political thriller, you aren't immediately turned off because one time you read a political thriller that was garbage and you hate political thrillers. Rather than rely on those expectations, you play to the specific strengths of what you wrote and you use those as the first building blocks to market the story without relying on the jargon. That doesn't mean you have to like write it in the most see dick run, run dick run, go spot go level writing, but you do have to write it or, or discuss it or describe it in a way that's relatable and appreciable by somebody else. That's item number one. Item number two, when we're marketing, you want to find what's called the balance point of your marketing. The balance point in that marketing is sort of that sweet spot that range of words and ideas and sentences you construct where you've said uh, enough, you've said a degree of things that are going to help sell the book, sell the idea, make it sound attractive and appealing, while also not going so far that you are repeating yourself or coming across as desperate. Everybody's balance point is going to be different, not just because they're different people and we communicate in different ways, but it's also going to be different based on the manuscript. I'm going to sell this one book different than I sell that book. I'm going to pitch this service in a different way than I pitch that service because they're different things and they, they handle and deal with different stuff so they get different approaches. How you find that balance point, how you figure out what that is, is honestly, you do it by screwing up. 
you do it by writing some not great marketing. You, you just try. You keep writing. You figure it out on the fly as you develop. This is not a case where you have some kind of baked in knowledge and you're just unearthing it. You discover it through trial and error. And everybody has this. This is, you know, marketing is not a thing that is done or performed solely by the exclusive few and everybody else gets to struggle. I honestly believe everybody can market. They just need to hone a set of skills, maybe develop them for the first time or, or you know, sharpen them after having some in hand already. But I think everybody can market. And cross-genre work is great for marketing because here's the other thing to consider. You have a lot of different ways you can go with this. You can talk about it because of its primary genre. You can talk about it because of its secondary genre. You can lay things out in a number of ways and still be talking accurately about your work. The next element I want to talk about is the ability to take your balance point, understand that, okay, I'm best in about a paragraph or so of text. I'm good with a couple sentences or a couple minutes of talking tops. How do I fill this time? I know my boundaries now. How do I color in the lines? And you do that by finding a lens or finding a filter, a particular way to organize some, but not all of the story information, because if I want all the information, buy the book. But I'm going to pick a few things that I can organize together in order to give you the impression that the story at least contains this thread, this current, this momentum, this idea set, and then go from there thereafter. So, for instance, in our murder mystery spy thriller example, it's probably easiest for me to talk most directly about the largest plot. So not necessarily the giant conspiracy of who's murdering all the spies, but the fact the spy is murdered and someone has to solve the murder before something else bad happens. So I'm going to pick my story elements. I'm going to pick the stuff from the story, whether that's plot, whether that's character, whether that's tension, whether that's world building. I'm going to draw from as many things within the manuscript as I can in order to construct a chain of ideas, a paragraph of sentences to go from point A to point B of my own design that talk about the things I want to talk about. So I'm going to talk about the murder mystery of the dead spy and, and it has to be stopped before it's, you know, the killer strikes again. I'm omitting the fact that ultimately there's a conspiracy of people trying to like raise a Cthulian horror or that, you know, 15 other bodies will be found or this involves a dead plane and a llama. I'm taking those elements away from my pitch, not because they're bad and they'll never come up, but if I'm constructing the pitch that is specific to, I want to engage you on the basis of let's solve the spy's murder, I don't need those other details. They're extra. To get them, go buy the book. This is a decision-making exercise, and a lot of writers will struggle with this because they're worried about making the wrong decision. Fun fact, you're in charge of the decisions you make. And while some organizations of words, some paragraphs, some sales copy is less effective than other iterations of those same words and ideas, you can't really pick a bad set of ideas. You might just have to work a little bit harder or be a little bit more diligent or take up a little bit more time and space in order to connect the dots effectively. But you can't really pick wrong you can go out of your way to pick ideas that don't connect and then fail to definitely connect them. But that's not the same as like, oh, well, you picked the four parts of your book that suck, so you can't market it. Anything you've crafted 
anything that you're drawing on in order to tell a chain of events in a story can be made into marketing material. It's not like there's only one way to sell a political thriller or one way to sell a murder mystery. And you have to guess what it is. Good luck. You and you get to pick and choose your spots, pick and choose how you talk about it. And this is where that ambition we talked about comes back into play because you have to be willing, brave enough to sit down and go outside the norm. Be willing to talk about how, you know, what does a llama and a crashed plane have to do with the murder of a spy? Why is this, you know, substitute high school teacher the best person suited to solve our murder? Why? And in a combination of suggesting questions or crafting statements or being declarative or framing our ideas out, you're using all these disparate things in a way that encourages the potential consumer to, here's the business tech bro term, activate, which is a terrible way of putting it because it makes them sound not human. But basically, you're trying to get somebody hype. You're trying to give somebody the impression that a really good idea would be picking up this book and doing something with it, like reading it or sharing it with others. In order to do that best, in order to do that easiest, you need to be aware that you can draw on as many colors of the rainbow and as many pieces of the thing as possible. But you have to make those choices. And your lens is limited you can't talk about everything. Don't even try talking about everything. That's not how this works. Keep it not necessarily simple and short because it's not a matter of who can do it the fastest. I get being nervous and wanting to race through things. But if our goal is to get somebody to say yes, going faster is not automatically better. There is just like there is a balance point in terms of how much to talk about. There is a rate at which you should deploy this information. And again, that's going to come down to writing and talking some bad marketing, really fumbling and getting better at it over time, getting it critiqued. As we said before, get the help when you need the help, and it will make a difference. But this is one of those things you discover by, you know, having a hard time and going for it anyway. Once you craft your lens, once you know that you've got a couple different ways I can talk about my story then all you need to do after that is figure out what mediums you can use to broadcast this particular lens. And that's really up to you. Now, some medium being more visual, like Instagram or TikTok, are a better fit for different ways of getting this thing across. Maybe that's a book trailer. Maybe that's a two-minute mimed-out video of, you know, sort of like strange... Um, clues and hints as to what the overall image is to create a campaign that encourages people to stay tuned. Maybe you're going to work in text. So you want to do some, some Twitter uh, things or Mastodon things. Maybe you want to, you know, you've got some visual components to this. So you're going to create a, a thumbnail and stick it up on YouTube or something. Be willing to take your lens as you've come to understand it and then interpret it and frame it through different media and then see if that helps change or condense or combine or accelerate or develop or evolve the pitch as a whole. If I'm talking to you about the murder mystery of a dead spy, I'm probably going to play to my strengths and do something either in audio or in text because it's very uncomfortable and difficult for me to do something visually before like my anxiety kicks in and before my sense of rejection kicks in. So I'm going to cater to my strengths. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes, I'm taking possible avenues of marketing off the table, but I know that once I'm, you know, not, I don't have to sweat. Oh my God, do I look okay? Am I a mutant? 
can I focus instead on my strengths? I'm giving myself more opportunity to use my strengths. I can come at this text in a couple different ways. I can come at this audio in a couple different ways. And that's the flexibility in marketing. But you can only get there after figuring out like what tools are at my disposal, which means going all the way back to how we talked about in part one, really understanding the genre and really understanding what components you're sticking together, duct taping, bolting together, whatever phrase you want to use. Understanding your genre components, understanding the genre expectations, and understanding how your genre, you know, how you're playing around with the form in order to succeed at the marketing of it. It's not that dissimilar from my traditional publishing friends who were sitting down trying to query this thing. It's the same kind of willingness and ambition, only now it's slightly more freeform. Before your traditional publishing query was trying to just get the attention of somebody to say, yes, I will take 10% of your work and help you sell this thing. But now you're going straight to the consumer and saying, okay, you want this book? Here's what you need to know. Here's what you can do. Here's why you should get this book. Here's the question. Here's the thing my book solves. Not so much the exact plot question, though that is a tactic, but hey, are you looking for a good summer read? Are you looking for something you can read on a plane to shut up that you know person who keeps talking next to you? Are you looking for a book that will absolutely swallow up your Tuesday nights? Then come check out this book. Your story, whatever it might be, is the answer to a question your customer has. Now, maybe that question is as simple as, what book should I read next? Maybe that question is a little bit more complex. What's going to define the next 10 years of tropes when it comes to murder mystery political thrillers? Figuring out your question is a critical part of long-term marketing and long-term developing yourself as a writer. But that is probably a topic best handled for its own set of podcasts. Um, And I believe it was also covered in the most recent writer's chat. So if you haven't heard that audio yet, uh, go scroll down in wherever you're getting your pods casted and find the audio for the writer's chat of uh, 322 and uh, answer that question there. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys next week. See ya.